Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. A very warm welcome to this service of prayer and reflection from St Paul's Cathedral, where through the centuries people have gathered in times of crisis and of hope in search of comfort, inspiration, strength and transformation. We come together on the feast of the conversion of St Paul, our patron, to celebrate his miraculous encounter with the risen Christ on the road to Damascus and the life it inspired, to pray for the transformation of our lives and the communities of which we are part, and to commit ourselves afresh to caring for one another as Ananias cared for Paul in his hour of need. Through word, prayer, reflection and song, may we hear the call of Jesus, the light of the world, boldly to follow him in the footsteps of St Paul to that glorious future where life and truth abound. Let us pray. Almighty God, who caused the light of the gospel to shine throughout the world through the preaching of your servant St Paul, grant that we who celebrate his wonderful conversion may follow him in bearing witness to your truth through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, but get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were travelling with him stood speechless, because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go. For he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on your way here has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptised, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and said, is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem among those who invoked this name? And he has not come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priests. Saul became increasingly more powerful and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The great triangular pediment that crowns the façade of St Paul's Cathedral contains a relief by the 18th century English sculptor Francis Bird that depicts the conversion of St Paul. This monumental sculpture, for which Bird was paid a staggering £650, is every bit as dramatic 
as the Apostle's own account of his conversion, which we have heard again today. Measuring some 64 feet in length, this remarkable carving contains eight large figures, six of which are on horseback. So detailed is this frieze that one can even make out the rooftops of the houses of Damascus in the bottom left-hand corner. Placing this scene from the life of St Paul above the grand entrance to a cathedral situated at the highest point of the City of London, for whom St Paul is also a patron, proclaims to the casual passer-by that this cathedral is a place of meeting and transformation. Those who enter through its doors risk a life-changing encounter with the risen Christ. Stopping the passer-by in their tracks, as St Paul was stopped in his on the road to Damascus, is, of course, the goal of every worshipping community, many of which have similarly placed signs and images on the exteriors of their churches to bear witness to the life-changing good news they seek to proclaim and the radical hospitality they wish to offer. This ministry of transformatory proclamation and radical hospitality is, nonetheless, hard and costly, for few people like to be challenged, particularly when they are being asked to change the way they live or to let go of the things upon which their self-worth relies. But letting go and change are at the heart of Christian mission and discipleship. For the earliest disciples, not least St Paul, the call of God meant leaving behind the homes and communities they loved and risking even life itself. For most of us, however, the journey that God calls us to make is a journey not of space and time, but of attitude and behaviour. God calls us to challenge both internally and externally those thoughts and actions that are so very prevalent in our society, but which have no place in the kingdom of God, however uncomfortable our lives might become as a consequence. The call to foster communities of love and transformation where all can become the people God calls them to be is as vital now as ever before. For we live in an age where many believe, despite the crisis afflicting us all, that it is legitimate to put one's own interests before the needs of others and to mock and denigrate those whose beliefs and lifestyles differ from their own. St Paul, though he was clearly unafraid to express his own opinions as his writings bear witness, is a powerful patron and guide for us as we seek to build a kinder and fairer society. For he embodies a truth that our judgmental, discriminatory world finds so hard to grasp, but we can all be changed through the love and care of people like the saintly Ananias. No one is beyond the transforming love of God, and there is nothing in our faith 
but allows us to turn our back on a fellow human being. St Paul, as he freely admits in his writings, was a zealous persecutor of people he did not like and whose beliefs he despised. But in time, he came to write so powerfully and beautifully of the primacy of love, declaring that without love, which is kind and patient, not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude, we gain nothing. Today may we, inspired by the life and witness of St Paul, have the courage to embody afresh in these anxious and unsettling times the love of which he spoke and the change he proclaimed. For by so doing, we will hasten the transformation of our world for which we so desperately long. Amen. Encouraged by our fellowship with St. Paul and all the saints, let us make our prayers to the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, your Son called men and women to leave the past behind them and to follow him as his disciples in the way of the cross. Look with mercy upon those whom he calls today, marks with the cross and makes his disciples within the church. We pray especially for Sarah, our Bishop, the people of this diocese, 
and all those called to minister in this cathedral. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Your son told his disciples not to be afraid, and at Easter breathed on them his gift of peace. Look with mercy upon the world into which he sent them out, and give it that peace for which it longs. We pray especially for peace in the land of Paul's birth and in the places where he proclaimed good news. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Your son formed around him a company who were no longer servants, but friends. And he called all those who obeyed him, his brother and sister and mother. Look with mercy upon our families and our friends and upon the communities in which we share. We pray especially in these challenging and unsettling times for those who have no work or whose employment is uncertain. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Your son sent out disciples to preach and heal the sick. Look with mercy on those who yearn to hear the good news of salvation and renew, renew among your people the gifts of healing. We pray especially for the members of our National Health Service and for all whom they care and for all within the world who have no access to health care. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Your son promised to those who followed him that they would sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel and would share the banquet of the kingdom. According to your promise, look with mercy on those who have walked with Christ in this life and now have passed through death, remembering especially those who have died as a consequence of this pandemic whose names are memorialised in the Remember Me online book of remembrance hosted here in this cathedral. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Uniting our prayers with the whole company of heaven, let us pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us, each praying in our own language. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May Christ, who called Paul to his service and to preach the good news to the world, strengthen you to witness to his grace and love, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you, and remain with you always. Amen.